Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> and today is going to be a doozy of a conversation that I cannot wait to get into. A movie where the moral of the story is stick to the damn trail. <laughs> the 2021 horror film Wrong Turn. You loved me. I know, I know. I'm sorry, okay? I was freaking out. I didn't know what, was, what I was you doing. You loved me! I know. I'm sorry. You loved me! Please don't do that again. Oh, fuck. Jen. 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 Are you okay? So this was directed by Mike P. Nelson and written by Alan McElroy. This movie is a reboot of the Wrong Term film franchise, which I have not seen any of the other ones, but we'll get into that. And this one stars Charlotte Vega, Aiden Bradley, Emma Dumont, Dylan McTee, Daisy Head, what a name, Bill Sage, and Matthew Modine. Now, obviously, heavy spoilers for the 2021 Wrong Turn. We are specifically talking about that one and not any of the other ones. Unless you guys have any relation to the other ones and we might bring them up. So, you know, cover all your bases. Just watch them all. I'm sure it'll be a fun time. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jamie, are there any trigger warnings? So, I mean, this is a pretty gruesome movie. Uh, There's a lot of, like, really graphic, grotesque deaths that take place. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're squeamish, not for you. Um, Again, you know, there's cult-related themes in this. So if cults are not your bag, this might not be the one for you. Um, And, I mean, I'm going to say, like, sexual assault. That's that's what I think is happening. Um, And so, again – these things, if they are not for you, then this film might not be for you. Absolutely. So we have to do a plot summary, but I just want to ask the question, have you guys seen any of the other wrong turns or is this your first introduction into the chain? This is my first one. (laughs) I'm like, oh no. (laughs) And she loses all her heart cred. Um, I mean, I know, I know like what the OG one is about. I know that it stars, um, Alicia, uh, Eliza Mm -hmm. Dushku, um, and, and like know the gist of it. And as far as I know, as we get into this one, this seems very different Mm -hmm. from, (laughs) from my, what my expectations are of a wrong turn. Film. Movie. Yes. Also, there's a lot. 
It's, it's, it's a lot. This is a big chain. This is a heftier chain than I thought. There's seven. Yeah, I was going to say, are they around eight? But yeah, that makes sense. Because the first one was in, what, 2003? Yeah. Yeah. So And then the reboot in 2021. So all in between. Mm, Spicy things. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Producer Brian, is this your first introduction to the chain? Yeah, I... Really have not. I, I first of all, I did not know there were seven of them. Second of mm-hmm. all, I thought Wrong Turn was like from the seventies for some reason, and then like they rebooted mm. it in two thousand three, and then they rebooted it again like two mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. Um, yeah, I'd never seen them before. I really thought this was about driving a car and not mm-hmm. like wood. I knew it took place in the woods eventually, but I really thought like the you know. I really thought it was more like car oriented. However, yeah. I did read the plot mm-hmm. summary of the 2000, the what, 2003 we said? Yeah, 2003. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read the plot summary of that one. And these are just like very different movies. I, I, I really wonder if I would have liked this. I don't know. Like, There's a fun element when something's a remake and you've seen the original and they go, they go a little bit like wackier with it or like a little bit different, mm-hmm. like, like the evil dead remake or the dawn of the dead remake, or there's like a, there's a couple of really good ones out there. Um, I wonder if this one, I would have felt differently about this one if I'd seen the first one. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this was my first wrong turn. All, you know, I know there are seven of them, but like this. You've never made the wrong turn in your life. No, no. This is my first wrong turn. And uh, yeah, you know, all three of the movies that we watched in one movie. uh, (laughs) I guess we watched wrong term one, two and three, but we'll get into that. I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, we need to have a uh, plot summary. Uh, Whose turn is it to do this wonderful plot summary? What's the plot? It might be Jamie. Mm. <laughs> you have a lot to talk this is, about. Oh my god, years. this is gonna be so hard. Okay, you can skip some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they get lost. Yeah, they they get lost, and then you can just <clears throat> go from there. Um, Brian, are you timing? Or do you want me to time? Oh, I got it. No, no problem. Okay. All right. Great. Plot summary in three, two, one, two minutes. Let's go. Okay, so first we see an older man who's a father looking for his daughter who's been missing. Then we flash back to the past with the daughter and her friends, and they're hiking the Appalachian Trail. Um, they're in uh, Virginia, I think. I forget yeah, where they Virginia. are. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and the locals aren't like too kind to them. Um, and but they are also like kind of obnoxious. And so they start to go off on their hike. And they decide they're going to go off the trail. Big mistake. A tree trunk comes out of nowhere and one of them is crushed to death. They're all really disoriented. The next day, their friend is missing and so are all their phones. They find some plaque commemorating the foundation, whatever that means, about like the U.S. Mm-hmm. coming to an end. Um, one of them gets caught in a, in a trap and fall and gets in, pulled into a pit by a chain. Um mm. The rest of them find uh, like a bunch of backpacks and stuff, and then they see their friend on a pole, like a like a pig going to a roast. Yeah. Uh, and they they confront they confront the men dragging him or carrying him, and then uh, he he breaks free and he beats one of them to death. And then their missing friend just shows up, forgot <laughs> to say I went to go to pee. What's wrong with you? 
Um, and then, uh, they slowly are surrounded by these like creepy masked men. They all start running in different directions. Their friend who took the pee break fell into a pit and died. Um, the rest of them are captured. They're taken to the foundation and put before a a tribunal. Um, Mm -hmm. and they are being held responsible for the murder of, uh, the guy that was beaten to death. 20 seconds. Um, They, they are sentenced to darkness. Uh, the main daughter decides to uh, offer up her boyfriend and her skills up. Uh, everyone else is dead or blind. Uh, they become integrated into the foundation. Her father is still searching for her. Her father finds her. They escape. Uh, her her cult leader husband finds her, and then she kills him. <laughs> yes. I skipped a lot at the end. <laughs> No, that, it's I fine. Mean, I'm sure we're gonna get yeah, through. That's the movie. <laughs> and that's the plot. That is that is the movie. Okay, so we've all established that this is our introduction into the chain. So let's just get into it. Let's get into our segment of likes and gripes. And now our likes and gripes. So Jamie, I would love for you to just. Give give it to me. Nikisha, this movie was fucking nubby as hell. <laughs> what on earth did you have me watch? I was like, I was like, first of all, they're not even in a car. And I get that, you know, you can take wrong turns while walking, but like, <laughs> you know, you have a brand, stick to it. It's mm. already something different. Yeah. Um I it's it's funny thinking again about like contemporary horror where the main characters are not like it's hard to empathize with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we've been seeing more and more horror where like, you know, the recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like all of these things where it's like, oh, I I don't care about these people. Like I don't mm. care if anything bad happens to them. They kind of suck. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I'm watching this group of people that are kind of obnoxious that I don't care about. And then, and then they're going on their hike and it's like, why do you need to go off the trail to find this old fort? Like why, what's the point of that? Mm -hmm. Like just stay on the trail. You also already got warnings not to go off the trail. Like at that point, why are you, why are you making this decision? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Maybe I'm just like, you know, a rule follower or whatever and like (laughs) not cool. But like if somebody explicitly was like, Hey, you need to actually be extra careful over here. Like to be quite honest, I'd be like, all right, well, you know, the Appalachian trail sounds great. I'll just look it up online. Like I, Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm, wouldn't, mm -hmm. that wouldn't compel me to want to have anything to do with it. So I just like, don't understand why they do this. Uh, I still not clear to me if the tree trunk was the foundation or not, um, Mm. or if it was just an accident, but like, also like, why was it rolling so fast? And like, would it have really crushed that guy? I have more questions about like the logistics of his death. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, and then, oh, the conversation that's being had, there's so many conversations. I'm like, this is so dumb. So we like make it clear that the main character, Jen, is like super, her morals and and standards Mm -hmm. are so high and she'll never break them for anything. And then like obviously breaks them and then like puts her, like uh, gets 
all these wild things are happening. I'm just like, why is this the moment that like you decide to lie? Like, yes, it's going to be so bad for you. But I, that's, I was distracted. I'm, I'm like all over the place right now. Cause I'm just like, there's so many things that were just nuts to me. But earlier the conversation that she's having when her friend Adam, uh, beats that guy to death. And yes. like, I have so many mixed feelings about it. Cause on the one hand, <clears throat> you know, I get that there's a language barrier between these two groups of people, but mm. like, okay, they are carrying. And I understand that like two men probably found it easier to put Adam attached to this pole between the two of them to so that the down, weight's yeah. evenly distributed. Sure. Mm. I, I can understand that, but like, do they still need to wear the animal masks? Like, do they still need to, like, is there anything mm-hmm. that can be done? And I get that later, you know, when what's his name? Venable is talking <laughs> about like how they're not savages and like, they're actually, you know, the respectable ones, but like, mm-hmm. okay. Aren't there like certain social cues that you could have used in order to minimize the alarm that's going on for this other group of people. Mm -hmm. And like, clearly again, there's this language barrier. So why wouldn't you just take, take your helmet off? Like I get what the point of the helmet is for hunting, but you weren't hunting at that point. You were trying to supposedly help this guy. Right. So like, why, like that just seemed like such an easy thing to do. (laughs) And, and like, it just makes no sense to me why they wouldn't just do that. At least as a way to be like, Hey, like it's cool. Like there's, there are nonverbal cues that, that people have across languages Mm. to, to like, you know, say that they mean no harm, right? Like you could probably still communicate that with somebody that doesn't speak English, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like if there's, if there's a language that you don't know, you could probably still like offer up some body language that expresses like kindness and, and Mm -hmm. like, I, I'm not trying to harm you, but like nobody did that. And it just didn't make any sense. I mean, on both sides, no one did that. Cause obviously on the other side, they're like, they're like, you're not going to put our friend down now, but they're just yelling at each other. Yes. And then Adam is like, a complete just, douche. I, he's such a douche, but like, like he's a, he, he's, <laughs> he's so discriminatory towards like this entire group of people. It's like, he doesn't even know any of them. And mm-hmm. he's just like, well, if we're in Virginia, then everyone in Virginia is a backwoods redneck and I hate them all. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but like, also you're the one that's acting the most unhinged in all of these places. Like those guys, the guys at the bar that approached them that were like a little bit, you know, it, like it was a weird conversation, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like threatening. It wasn't like, but then he had to, you know, speak under his breath and just like be a dick for no reason. It's like, you know, you think that they're stupid, but like, they're not, they they can hear you guy. Like Mm -hmm. it's just all this stuff. Oh my God. You can tell me to shut up. I'm just like, (laughs) no, this there's just so many points where I'm just like, this is not how human beings interact with one another. Like, it's just like a series of shenanigans one after the other that don't make any sense. I have way more gripes. Let me think. Okay. In terms of likes, (laughs) let me, let me switch gears. Um, I, I like Matthew Modine. <laughs> it was, it was, it was nice that like, it's this idea that, you know, this father is like, I have to figure out what happened to my daughter. And mm-hmm. like, 
is actually doing a pretty effective and amazing job because like he's been able to track where they've been this whole time. I mean, part of it is that she's been contacting them, but like, I think that he, he obviously pays attention. Um, he's like, you know, quick enough on his feet. Like, I think he, I think he was a really good character, good person, cares deeply about his daughter. Um, and like kind of seemed, even though we didn't get enough of him, he seemed way more fleshed out than like the rest of these jabronis who were just like, I'm again, like Jen is just so flawed, not only as a person, but it's just like, why make this big stink about like her values? And then, Mm -hmm. and then like, when it really mattered, unless that's the point. And again, the point maybe is going over my head. Well, that's like, what I was about to say. Like that. Uh, that's stupid. That's it, a stupid <laughs> point. I don't like it. Yes. That is one way <laughs> to think about it. But also it could be a matter of when you're in that mode of, of survival, what becomes most important to you? Mm-hmm. And that could be kind of where they were trying to uh, head quote unquote, but you know, me just trying to justify it. But I feel like in the heat of the survival mode, whatever you thought your morals were in your own society, you're in a different world right now. And so what are you going to do that is just your basic survival instincts? Mm -hmm. And even though we look at this, and I absolutely think that a lot of people made a lot of dumbass decisions, but that's also why I loved <laughs> this movie. <laughs> that's because, totally fair. Yes, I, I, truly, it's just a it's a bloody good time. Give me gore. Give me you know it not even being about the car. It's about fucking mountain people. Like that's There's no fantastic. cars here, friends. <laughs> you just you know it. And and not to like to cut you off from it, but I just think that it's it's interesting because you can look at this movie two ways. You know, I watch this and I don't look at it in a literal sense. I just think of this is a horror movie of people making really awful decisions, but I'm loving, I'm loving it. I'm loving the gore. I'm loving that there's a sense that you don't really know who you're rooting for, which is what you mentioned, Jamie, of like who is the good who are the good people and who are not the good people mm-hmm. in this. Because you have all these different communities, you have the hipsters, you have the Confederate people, you know, there's Confederate flags everywhere, you know, and then you have like the foundation people. And then you get to that courtroom scene and you're like, well, who the fuck is right? Because also, yes, there are plenty of physicalizations that either one of those groups could have done to signal no harm. But when you're in that survival mode, do you really think you would make those, you know, that think to make those decisions? And I think it's just, it's, it's interesting. And I loved the, the end of it where the title card comes up and you think she just went back to the mountain people and it's like, no bitches, I'm getting your asses. And then she just <laughs> killed them all. I just thought it was just a fun, like good time. And maybe that's just the, the, the simplistic nature of the horror movie, but I'll die on that hill. I love just like a good, <laughs> here, here are the people she's trying to escape. Her dad is, is looking for her and yeah, it's it's like you walk through it and you're like, yeah, that was dumb. Adam is absolutely the worst character in this movie. And he absolutely deserved everything that he got. Because mm. first off, you left your fiance to die, which will be a question that I will ask the both of you. Oh, yeah, it was definitely a question decision. I was thinking about while we were watching the movie that I didn't absolutely. ask. Absolutely. Of what would you do? And, and I think it's just, it, and I keep saying this, but it's just so true. 
when you get into those heated situations where you're disoriented and you're out in the elements and you're trying to survive not only the elements, but people around you, what kind of decisions are you really going to be making? And even though half the decisions were actually like dumbass decisions, there are some where you're just like, well, do I really want to survive or would I rather just die and not hmm. be a part of these mountain people or try to conform and then think, you know, I'm alive, but I'm just living this completely different life as a young person too. These people mm -hmm. are probably, you know, still, well, not fresh out. I mean, they look like they're still in college, but I think they mentioned that they do have like outside careers, but they have to be still in their mid like twenties, you know? Mm. And when you're just thinking about survival in your twenties and wanting to just kind of live a long life, you don't really think about the consequences of that. You're thinking, what can I do to save me right now? you know, mm -hmm. but that's just <laughs> my thing, which is why I wanted, I suggested this because I think it is a good conversation about specifically about human behavior and decisions that are made and how we, um, look at it from just watching it. But really you can just a little bit, some of the decisions you can kind of justify a little bit again, not all of them, because a lot of them are dumb, which again is why I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, Brian, what do you think? <laughs> I got to be totally honest. The more I listen to you talk about it, the more I like it. <laughs> You're just like so passionate about it. And like, I just love your like, turn your brain off argument. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, what I will say is I absolutely loved the first half of this movie. I was so into this movie in the first half. I, I, Love how it started with the dad looking for them. I feel like that doesn't happen a lot. That was such an interesting perspective. And then you flash back to six weeks earlier or whatever it was and showing them. Yeah. I, I, lo I love that aspect of things, that the present is that they're still missing. And I dug that. because So that was super cool. I actually loved the beginning of this movie. And yes, Adam is being an idiot and all that, but I, I really like the characters that they set up, that everyone else has these kind of careers that they know about. She's trying to figure it, it out. When she, when she, in that silly scene with the locals, she's like saying, like, she's like making all these statements about how impressed everyone is. Like, one's a nurse or a doctor, one is a this, one is a that. I, and like, and then mm -hmm. she turns to herself and she says, like, I have a art history and dance and degree. Dance. <laughs> so I'm a barista. Like, I think yes. that really, and then the dad scene in the middle of all that, when she calls him and she's like, clearly like he wants her to work for his company, but she's, she's like a free spirit. Yeah. And then the, the stepmom's a little bit of a bit much. And then, um, and so I really liked all of that setup a lot. And then you get to the wood stuff. And quite frankly, I thought that the conversations that they all had when all the bad stuff was happening and like yelling at each other and trying to figure it out felt very real. Like, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. when, when Car Carl, I think his name was died, um, and, and his yeah. head is smashed in and they all are just like, what do we do? We have to go. They tie the ribbon around the tree so they can find it again. Like, yeah. They're yelling. Some of them are freaking out. His hand is broken. They have to fix the hand. They don't know what to do. They're really scared. They all like have different opinions on what to do. And weirdly, Adam is the most calm and the one who actually talks everybody down. Like he's the one who 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 talks um, <coughs> to Carl's partner and is just like, "Hey, oh, yeah, Luis, yeah. Luis, like, hey man, like mm -hmm. this is like." 
he believed in he believed in reincarnation or whatever it was like his body is lit what he believed yeah. like, like I, I was just so impressed by adam like in those moments even though like it was a total juxtaposition to, like what type of a person he is leaving his fiance and all of that stuff um so i was yes. into all of that stuff a lot i was into them being like picked off one by one and then and then we got to the tribunal scene and i didn't mind that either Be- yes she made a wild decision to lie at that point in time but i was like very yeah. into to what was happening there and then she offers up her body before everything else and mm-hmm. and then we're into the father scene and, and that's when the movie started to drag for me because i'm like mm-hmm. wait a second like we have we probably have another half hour of this movie because the dad has to find them and whatnot and i yep. and that, that all that stuff did drag for me and then i did like the end um the end is funny because <laughs> i thought the director and the screenwriter were making a joke that these people have never driven before. This is their first. And so I thought they would like the joke was oh. like they crashed into the car and whatnot. And then she came out having stabbed all of them. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Um, yeah. I thought that a lot of the symbolism in the first half of this were like, um, first of all, one they took like one picture, which was super weird. Like if these were actually millennials or whatnot, <laughs> they'd taken a million pictures. Also, who is this movie for? Because we're making fun of rednecks and we're talking down to like, like, uh, you know, um, uh, backwoods or locals or however you want to define what this movie presents. Mm-hmm. But then you're also presenting the, the, the hipsters and the young people as total idiots. So like, yeah. who is this movie for? It kind of like, like are people in the South going to watch this movie and be like, like, or they, are people from the North going to watch this movie? And be, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind all that stuff, but that's what went through my head. Um, why would you go I'm just reading my list now. Um, I here, I'll just read it. Why would you act like that in a bar? I can't wait for Adam to die. Why would you go on a run the morning before hiking? That makes no sense. <laughs> that actually made no sense. And I agree a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, the hill sequence of them all falling down the hill was absolutely spectacular. And I found it very interesting that they did not show his head getting crushed. They panned up to the birds because I love that because the movie gets more grotesque as you move on through it. And as they're more poured into mm-hmm. the foundation's world, um, Adam had the crew's help helping dressed as a tree. Super cool. The argument point of view scenes are awesome. Uh, Working for dad, avoiding a choice. Uh, the stepmom. Oh, the mo- stepmom was like, focus on my boys. I mean, our boys. Woof. Um, yeah. Mm. Someone needs a better <laughs> lawyer. I don't remember why I said that. Um, the phones and the. Oh yeah, like at some point when all their phones are missing. Okay, this is the yeah. way I look at it. <clears throat> okay, I'll get back to this. I want to talk about this. I'm sorry. I'm like, uh, okay. Darius's dream. No, I get it. It's all over the place. Yeah. Yes. It's all over the place. I really love that Darius's dream ends up being his nightmare and then yes. ends up being a dream because I don't like movies where racism is thrown into the beginning just for tone and the movie isn't saying anything about it. I, mm-hmm. You know, like at the beginning, it's like mm-hmm. they probably hate these gay people. They probably hate this black guy. Like – and that's just put in there to make you feel uncomfortable watching the beginning of this movie. Right. However, I do like, again, I, I don't listen. This is not like some fucking like amazing, you know, you know, representation. Yeah. Like, yes. But uh-huh. I did like that Darius, his nightmare ended up being something he felt comfortable in because it was an integrated society that had no like 
I mean, for all we know on the surface level, like no racism, they were all equals except for like King, you know, Beardo. But like, um, (laughs) also he was beautifully manicured. His beard, his hair, like whoever his barber is in that town, spectacular. (laughs) Chef's kiss. Um, I thought that was interesting. Uh, It seems wild that the first thing she offers is herself. I understand in the context of this movie, she offered herself because she doesn't think she has any other skills. However, Mm -hmm. the way that she has been painted up until this point, that just seems like a wild thing. Like she couldn't have lied. And like that just seems like for plot purposes only and not for character. Mm -hmm. And that's the moment where I... I lost I lost the thread of this movie for me because up until that point, even though people were making wrong decisions and bad dis- wrong turns, um, <laughs> I, 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 that bothered me. Um, uh, what about their car? Yeah, I don't know what happened to their car. The, this movie keeps going. Um, they protect their town by protecting the woods, like like. The, the 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 locals, I guess. Um, yes. It's a mm-hmm. tale of two mm-hmm. movies. Six weeks, he has a beard. Um, <laughs> yes. What about the other prisoner girl? Oh, and then she eats them. Um, yeah. I can smell your juices. That was a wild line. Uh, <laughs> the redneck saved the day. Uh, oh yeah, okay. And that's where that's that's where it goes. Okay, I have some questions for you though. And Jamie and Mm -hmm. you already brought it up. But these are things that I think are very important to maybe understanding this movie a little bit better. Mm -hmm. A, do you think – and I'm just going to ask it. I want a yes or no. Do you think that the foundation um, set that tree rolling down the hill? Hmm. No. Jamie. Yes. I'm a yes as well. The only reason I said no is calling back to the locals saying, you know, the woods itself, if the woods don't kill them, the people will, you know, or something of that nature. Mm. So it feels to me that there are other living things in the woods besides these people, animals and such, and things just happen in the woods, you know into the woods, things happen. (laughs) And so I feel like that wasn't, that wasn't a a booby trap because all of the other traps that were set up had a trigger and we don't really necessarily see a trigger when that tree comes down. It's just that the woods are a treacherous place. Okay. And I think they just got, got cause they weren't on the trail (laughs) like they were supposed to be. Uh, okay. My next question B the foundation stole their phones. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my third question, and this is the last one. Did, were, was the foundation taking Adam to kill him? I think if they wanted to kill him right then, then they would have, just like they did what his fiance. Or let me let me rephrase that. Were they taking him back to the foundation f- to trial? No, because there's nothing to f- have trial about. Yeah. You know? So I think that they were probably just leaving him off the side of the road or something. Okay, so you think they were telling the truth in that court scene? 
the court scene. This is a law drama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I do. Cool. Jamie? You, Jamie? <laughs> oh. Hmm. I guess upon further reflection, I will say that no, they weren't going to kill him because of that point that you just made that they killed the the woman. And mm-hmm. she but she was like gravely injured and like she wasn't going to survive that. And they killed her to put her out of her misery, not yeah. to like be murderers. I think they right. knew that he wasn't that level of injured, and so I don't think that they were trying to kill him. Okay. I think they were yeah. just terrible communicators. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, after all of that, let's just get into some decision-making and some human behavior things that were happening here in our section of mm, brains. brains. And there were a lot of brains in this movie because, wow. Also not a lot. <laughs> Yes, yes. There was and there wasn't. People did not use their brains, but brains were smashed. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff in those skulls that they just didn't use up to that point. Exactly. So why waste it, you know? Uh, My first question, Jamie, and it just goes back to, I mean, and this is open-ended for everyone. Obviously, we're all not parents, but... There is the theme of the father trying to find the daughter by any means necessary, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have that kind of parental instinct to protect your kid at all costs. So my question is, do you think that paternal, maternal instincts, is it learned or is it inherent? Because some people feel like they have it and some people feel like they don't, you know. And then sometimes it's kind of pushed upon you. And I think that that just kind of reminds me of, you know, when we're young as females and there are dolls catered to us being maternal. You know, you have the the baby alives, you feed the babies, you change the babies for <laughs> what? That's that's playing, doing chores, taking care of a kid. Okay, great. Wait, that's incredible. <laughs> I love, this is such, this is shaping up to be an A plus question. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but yeah, that, so I guess, you know, you can have it learned because you're given these these toys that could kind of lead you one way or another if you like doing it or if you don't like doing it and want, you know, a, a fucking transformer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, do you think that it's it can be inherited or learned or is it just something that people don't have? Yeah, I mean, I think it can be... <sighs> It's such a good question. I don't even know how to answer. I mean, <clears throat> I I guess like because sometimes oh god, no, I don't even know what I'm saying before I say it. <laughs> um, I love this already. <clears throat> what do I want to say? I mean, like you have folks who describe the experience of like becoming a parent and mm-hmm. like the before and after, and that like suddenly like upon giving birth, they would literally do anything for like Mm, this creature. Um, and, and I think that that's like really real for some people. And I think part of that is like, you know, how do we know what being a parent is, is like until you're a parent and like, there's no, there's no real like experience to reference until you become a parent. 
Um, even if you have like, you know, child rearing experience, I think it's still different when you like give birth or, you know, like they do like the skin to skin and like those types of experiences to like foster that bond. $40. Yeah. But also what? Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you know that the hospital charges $40 for skin to skin? It's on the receipt. That's absolutely wild and ridiculous when there are countries that don't charge you at all to have a baby, which is a natural thing that you do. But I digress. We're live That's from ridiculous. Denmark. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's wild. So, so yeah. So I think that like you have folks who, who like feel that connection in that mm-hmm. moment as a result of this like you know, like quick life changing experience that happens yeah. in a moment essentially. Um, but also like, I think that there's folks who, you know, like are naturally empathetic and compassionate and like probably care deeply for their family. And then mm-hmm. there's folks that like, you know, have a much harder time empathizing, um, even, even with their family. And I think that that can make it a lot harder to like have that same, you know, like motivation yeah. that, that this father has. Yeah. So that's my non-answer. <laughs> no, but it's a good answer. I mean, it, you just kind of think about the people who say, yeah, I never want to have kids. But like you said, sometimes when you do have the kid, the instincts kind of come in right as you're having that connection with that child, because mm-hmm. now you have something that is of you right in front of you. And that can kind of spark that connection, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, you did answer my question, Jamie. Thank you. That's uh, right. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and talk about cults and community, community versus cults, if you will. Ooh. And in this movie, everybody essentially is trying to protect their community, but no one is working together in this. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of letting each other be. Would you call the foundation a cult or just another kind of, and I guess this is an opinion question for everyone. It's not specifically, you know, Jamie related. Or is it just like a small town community like the Virginia town in an essence of just leaving each other alone, but protecting their space? This feels this feels kind of culty to me. Tell me, yes. Um, <laughs> me I mean, part down. of it is like they can't leave. Yes, that doesn't feel that doesn't feel very like freedom. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like kind of like the opposite. Very opposite uh, freedom. Yes. Mm-hmm. So so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I mean. I get that they're being treated a specific way because Adam murdered that guy, Mm -hmm. but I I don't know. I mean, they also, uh, yeah, they are like fiercely protective of their community and are like actively trying to stop outside influence. But like, it seems Mm -hmm. like to a very extreme standard where even the, the person who ends up helping the father makes a comment that like, I don't remember what he was doing in the woods, but he had some run in with the foundation and they yeah. shot an arrow at his head. So it's like, you know, they are cohabitating like 
a general area, but the town, like the people in the town and the foundation, if the people in the town want to be able to like go through the, go through Appalachia, then like, right. why, why should they, why shouldn't they? Right. Like yeah, cause they the should be able to, without there. like, yeah. yeah, without directly interfering with, um, the foundation. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something, there's something at like a higher level where it's like, you know, no, they're not encroaching on the town people, but mm-hmm. you know, sh- should there be like an open ability to move back and forth between these spaces without fear of like being killed, being shot with an arrow? <laughs> right. Um, Absolutely. I want to say, yeah. So with cults, why do you think that people kind of succumb to cults? Do you think it's probably the community aspect of it? Because then like Brian mentioned, we have Darius who stayed willingly, quote unquote, but not, you know, he didn't, he never tried to escape. He wanted to stay there because of the values that they presented for him specifically which is also really kind of a crazy decision because like, dude, do you have a family? Do you have other people outside that you just are okay with not seeing ever again? But I digress. Yeah. Um, And like, will you be penalized? Like, I mean, there's a lot of like modern day examples where, you know, communities are, are very um, exclusionary and like, if you like you are required to essentially shun this person and like even if they're mm-hmm. family it doesn't matter that is what like that is what this group is is calling upon you to do and if you don't do it then you too will be shunned like i yeah. i that doesn't feel like a a like healthy community to me yeah um, but it, and it also sorry to to no. cut you off but it just kind of reminds me of like the group Nexium, yeah, from like a couple years back, and how that became such a grotesque cult. Mm-hmm. But it just watching how people got into it and didn't even realize what was happening until even when shit really was hitting the fan, and you're getting branded because you want to go to the next level in this cult and thinking that that is still okay. I guess my question is, how do you even mentally get there? How do you wake up and and realize you're in a trash can, you know, (laughs) after not, you don't smell the trash, you don't feel anything anywhere. And then you suddenly realize, oh, I'm in deep shit right now. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why, but like the idea of being in a trash can really got me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's really complicated and i i find i find cults super interesting but also to be transparent not a population that like i, I mean the, there are folks who specialize in working with people who have left cults oh. um but that's not an area that i have any familiarity mm-hmm. with but i mean i think that like you know there are things like there are there are reasons why we make certain decisions. Like, is it all are we seeking something out like intentionally because we know it's bad for us? Most likely not. Are there mm-hmm. positive things that we're getting within this community? Like, like actually feeling a sense of belonging, whatever um, yeah. whatever her boyfriend says. Um, like that that sense of like connection 
can be super powerful, but mm-hmm. also where does then it allow for like, you know, insidious things to take place and and be yeah. taken advantage of? I know like previously we were talking about like gaslighting and manipulation. Like these are tools and tactics that, you know, organizations and cults might use to take advantage of you. And so, mm-hmm. um, and, and again, like it's, insidious because you don't always know that it's happening. Um, like the manipulation is not always so explicit. It's often way more covert and like under the surface and harder to detect like, Hey, this actually might not be working in my favor, but like it might be really bad. Um, so it can be really hard for, for folks to like recognize that, Oh, like the situation I'm in is actually, really bad for me. Like, where are you getting rewarded for certain things? And, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and like that is then reinforcing the, the decision. If you, if you feel like you're able to make that decision to continue to participate in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just interesting because you think about, like you said, you're not going into a group or a community and seeing this bad stuff right off top. It's you're seeing like what the positives are, what rewards are, the belongingness of it all. And then it kind of just kind of gradually increases and people are taking advantage and manipulating. And like you said, gaslighting your trust. And the more you have the trust, the more that you think, oh, everything that they're doing for me is for my favor. Mm. When eventually you realize, oh no, it's it's taken a turn and it's not in my favor anymore. Yeah. But let's just say, uh, and this is the next question. We know even if we think six weeks is not a long time for them to be acclimated to this life, let's say they're already knee deep in this life, okay? And then Jen's dad comes and saves her. And they're back in the new world. I just want to know your thoughts, Jamie, about her acclimating back to the new world. And do you think that that was a believable thing? And if someone were going through that and they said, ah, I need help, like trying to not be looking over my shoulder or not be thinking about all the people that she may or may not have killed in her time there, how can she kind of walk, process all of that trauma? So two questions. Do you think it was believable? And how, how do you go process that Bef- trauma? Before we get into that, I, I, and I, I think that's a really important question. Um, I also want to bring up that it was six weeks. He grew a beard and she became an archery master. <laughs> Like, yeah she like like she doesn't know what to do when she gets back to the real world she should join the olympics on the archery team oh my gosh i didn't even know that that was a thing you could do yeah yeah the archery anyway the more you know that stood out to me <laughs> yeah. that stood out to me <laughs> a lot anyway no i agree yes thank you no thank you for beer. parlor talk <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <clears throat> um no, this movie's insane. This isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, Tell like, me what you this hate. Time, this time, like, what? Like, yeah, I'm totally fine, Dan. <laughs> Let's all move on with our lives. I like, agree. What the heck is going on? What is this bizarro world that we that we find ourselves living in? Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Um, no, it doesn't make any sense. Like, 
she suddenly found her purpose and like life is grand. Um, mm. and like, I mean, I, yeah, I have no idea how much time has passed because she's pregnant and her, uh, like all of their facial trauma is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I imagine the PTSD from this experience would be just so intense that she would probably have a really hard time at this job and like need yeah. a lot of support. I mean, like, you know, they don't allude to any type of, uh, counseling or therapy that she is or isn't getting, but like, man, I hope she is because yeah, like this is just like, like all of her friends are dead and her former boyfriend decided to stay in a cult. And then she was like sexually abused by a cult leader for X period of time. And she killed a bunch of people. And she killed a bunch of people, a bunch of people, a bunch of people. Yeah. 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 I I just thought it was, it was wild because it couldn't have been more than nine months, you know, because Mm -hmm. she's pregnant. And so in that time frame, for you to be okay, when in the moments when you were killing people, you were kind of in a daze, just stabbing that guy and your dad had to kind of like bring you away and be like, okay, he's dead. We can keep moving and escape Mm -hmm. now. You know, that whole thing, it was just wild to think that, oh, in a jiffy, in a couple of months, even with all of the psychiatric care every day, it still doesn't seem like it was believable that she was fully capable of just Mm -hmm. living her life. Pretty wild. And then still, (laughs) but she still was able to fight though, because she killed those people in that vehicle, (sighs) which I also want to ask you guys, do you think that the little girl helped her kill those people in that car? Or do you Mm. think she just kind of like, let it be? Because that's a lot of guys and one girl to be to kind of kill even not the guy girl aspect of it just the numbers aspect (laughs) multiple people against one Um, i i don't think the i don't (laughs) if anything the little girl maybe freed her and slipped her a knife but i don't think Mm -hmm. you know like maybe something like that (laughs) um not to say that she was tied up because she wasn't like walked out be having been tied up. Um, but right. I can imagine a little girl like somehow aiding her, but not necessarily like going all in on it, if that makes sense. Okay. But actually speaking cool. of maternal instincts, you know, her dad is trying to save her and then she's fighting for her baby essentially. And then takes the hand of the little kid. So, you know, you have that aspect of maternal paternalist instincts as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Now, here's a a favorite question that I wanted to ask you guys, both of you guys. So the whole Adam and his fiance, what, Mila? I think that's her name. Mm -hmm. And her screaming at him for leaving her. So my question for you guys, what is the deal? If there is a scary situation that's happening, are you both in agreement that you just escape for your life or are you helping each other? in the instant. Well, I'd like to take a step back and say, Jamie would never, ever. There are two things. 
One, <laughs> we would never go off the trail. We would never be in this situation. Yes. That's number one. Two, take it this step. Take it twenty steps back. How often have we been invited to go camping? Where I'm like, I just don't think camping is my thing. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a, yeah, that's also true. I will. I will also add that Jamie would tell me if she was going to the bathroom. Yes. Always. I would probably honestly make you come with me. True. Fair. Right. Why would you go by yourself? Yeah. Okay. So those are those are two things there. Um <laughs> however, <laughs> no I'm gonna be totally honest. I don't know how I would actually act in a situation like that. My hope yeah. is that I would do anything to save the both of us together. And that I yeah. would be acting upon that. And I believe that to be true. If she had fallen into a pit with spikes mm-hmm. and sh- so if i'm adam let me take myself as adam for one, for one second the yes. doctor the nurse i honestly don't remember what they said she was is in the pit okay mm-hmm. with things through her if i was adam nothing else would matter excuse me adam what adam should have done was be like okay calm down we're it's not that bad we're gonna get you out of this you're th- it's pretty bad yeah it was, it was really bad like the spike <laughs> really was through bad. her heart like she's a goner but like yes. i would like i don't know i would like be a little bit more like empathetic i would be freaking out but i think <laughs> i think i would slock into like make this person feel better mode um and mm. and like you and you ask them like, okay what is you're the doctor take a deep breath what's the first thing i do like I, I might, mm-hmm. I might do something like that. Like, let's help you. Let's, let's, this is not a time to complain. This is a time to problem solve. If I'm me, yeah. um, I, I don't leave. I, I don't know what necessarily what I'm going to fucking do, but I don't leave. And I definitely don't take, I definitely don't take her off the spikes. Like the spikes need to stay in to hold the blood in. Like if you take the second you take yeah. them off the spikes, you, someone's going to bleed out. So you got to figure yes. it out from there. Um, but to be clear, I would not leave, but we wouldn't be in yeah. that situation because we're not dum-dums. <laughs> Jamie? That is that is a very good point. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, def- like, for the first part where they're running through the woods, like, like I would grab onto Brian. Like, there's not – that would be, like, step one. Mm-hmm. I probably – if we were wa- – I mean, we did actually walk the Appalachian Trail for a little bit once oh that's right that's true. yeah uh-huh nice. yeah and we stayed on the trail mm-hmm. and uh i'm pretty sure brian checked to see if i was behind him every point three seconds <laughs> yes <laughs> if i was there was never a point if i was Orpheus. where he was like where is she oh yeah oh, then yeah, i'd be right. done yeah, yeah. for <laughs> done for um but yeah so like i i would like brian would be the first person i'd grab um, cause yeah. Ted would already, already be grabbed. Um, so there's no yeah, way in the second, <laughs> yeah, Ted would be the one being like, uh, bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, for the second part, like if Brian fell in a spiky pit, um, I mean like, yeah, I wouldn't leave. I, I would just stay there, I guess, until like the bad people captured me. Like there's yeah. no, I don't know. I was going to say there's no point in leaving. Right. Yeah. So still speaking in hypotheticals mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. just hypothetically say you are with your friends out and you're just lollygagging around you don't try to get off the trail but somebody trips and it's a steep fall to where you are off the trail okay mm. 
And then you all have to kind of go and try to help the person back up. Maybe they fell and then they twisted their ankle. So someone has to go down there to try to help. You know, most people have to go down there to help. So you all go down there to help. Mm -hmm. That's where, that's where you start. Now, given the rest of how the movie pans out, do you think that you could have survived any of that? And if not, at what point would be your demise in the movie? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I, I, okay. If that log is coming, I'm not going to run straight. Like if I learned anything right. from Game of Thrones, you got to zigzag or at least like <laughs> yeah. duck out the side. Um, <laughs> like, ugh. That I didn't understand. I was like, where are they all running? Like, there's only, there's like two directions to go in that mm-hmm. won't lead to their death. Like, it's not that complicated, is it? Um, but I guess it is. So, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I also, I'm the kind of person that like looks down more when I walk. So, I mm. feel like I would have been able to see some of the traps. Definitely not all of them, yeah. but like I wouldn't have run into a, a big open pit. Yeah. Um, I I don't know where that chain came from that he got yanked on. Like literally no idea. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean like maybe, I don't know, I do wear glasses. So like would I, do I have the potential to um, uh, miss like those thin twigs mm, that you mm-hmm. like trip on and stuff? Like maybe. And that might be my demise. Yeah. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm clumsy and I would – something in the woods, it wouldn't necessarily need to be a person actually come in to kill me. I would absolutely just be a goner and just be okay with it. If I got mm-hmm. to the point where I were I was in front of those – the foundation people – Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know if I would give up my body or not. I probably would have just said, "Just you can just kill me if you're not going to let me go." <laughs> like I'll, I'll be okay. I would rather, I would rather not. But I mean, what's yeah. the point of of living a life that's not mine and that I don't want to live just to be alive? Mm-hmm. Maybe in hopes of escaping, but also knowing me, I don't have the the survival instincts for that. I'm a like. It's my time. I'm just going to go type <laughs> gal. <laughs> and we're just going to keep it. We're just going to keep it moving. You know? Yeah. What about you, Brian? I, I think it's all luck for me. Um, <laughs> yes. I think it's just all luck. Like I, I would, I, I don't, I would try my best. Um, but if I got to the tribunal, I would absolutely give up Adam. No question. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. No Sorry, Adam. You're done for. Um, no, there's no need to lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I. I definitely. Yeah. I. 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 I think that I would. I don't know. I don't know. At what point I'd be a goner? I don't know. But like, I guess I would like be a part of their society. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, Casually, I'm just gonna. I'll just join the. What skill fine. would you offer up, Brian? Uh, I would <laughs> tap dancing. Yes. Entertainment. The gesture. Yeah, yeah. the, the court gesture. That's fine. <laughs> yes. They're also well manicured. Their beards and whatnot. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Maybe your beard would give some type of officiality, like you would be mm. higher up. Oh, in the chain interesting. That's very interesting. Because point. of the facial hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. Mm-hmm. 
fantastic. What about you, Nikisha? How far, how far would you get? I would probably be the one that got hit by the tree. (laughs) 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 Because I mean, even though, yes, it's like go away from the tree, but it was the, the hill was still pretty kind of steep. So even you trying to run, I would probably trip on something Mm. that would lead me back into the path of, of the thing. And I mean, honestly, the quicker the death, the the better, you know, I don't need that Mm. slow, like falling into a pit and then you're waiting to die. Just if it's going to happen, let let, let it happen in an instant. You know, I don't want to feel any, any pain or even kind of like what was weird was the, uh, the adrenaline of it all when what, um, what's his name, Darius or whatever, his finger got like completely bent and he didn't even realize it. But it's just like, was it, is it just because like your adrenaline is so pumping that you don't even realize, like he wasn't even in pain. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, your finger. And he's like, oh shit. That is, you're a thousand percent right. That's exactly what it is, which is like nuts when you think about it. It is that you that your brain can kind of turn off in a way to where you're not feeling the pain, which mm-hmm. is why the brain is a pretty magnificent thing that we only mm-hmm. use probably what 10% of, is that what they say in X-Men? Not, not in this, I, in this I movie, also think it's 0%. A yeah. There's no brain here. <laughs> no brain power here. Well, the dad was trying to make some, some okay decisions. Mm. To Until he wasted all his bullets, then he's a dummy too. Yes. Those warning shots. Uh, uh-uh. uh, just go what for it, man. Jimmy, you were going to say point? something before. I don't know. This movie has my brain all over the place. <laughs> Just like this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love it, love it. Okay, that's all the questions that I had about this. Is there anything else anyone want to bring up? Uh, I just wanted to bring up how cool uh, an image that will last in my head is when they were escaping and going through like the 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 cave with all of the darkness people, the blind people. Um, Mm, there's that mm -hmm. visual of all of them just kind of like wandering around, like eating whatever. And then she puts her friend out of his misery. Um, I thought that was good, but also you're blind. Okay. You other senses get more sensey. There's an exit there. You don't feel a draft or anything. And everyone still walk around those caves. There's no reason why some of those blind people aren't like randomly walking outside. That's like, that was, I was like, wait, what? This is the back entrance, yeah. but also like they're all. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, you got you, anyway. That that was another. Well, thing. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a that's like a perfect like like a a perfect snapshot of that movie. That like scene was super cool, but it's like, but wait, there's an exit right here. Like, why didn't all these blind people just like walk out because they felt the breeze or they've been walking around for like Luis has been walking around for six months. He would have walked a lot that way. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> who knows nobody knows nobody nobody ever will it's up to your imagination you know that's the fun <laughs> of it you just draw connect the dots yourself you know? <laughs> fantastic oh, should we God. do some uh rotten tomatoes yeah yes yes it's the rotten tomatoes game Okay, uh, what do you two think the Rotten Tomato score for Wrong Turn 2021 is? Uh, Jamie, why don't you begin? 52. Nikisha? I'm going to give it a 70. Okay, this has a 65%. 
Hmm. Wow. <clears throat> Wrong Turn is a cut below more effective horror outings, but viewers in the mood for some gory chills will find that this is franchise that this franchise reboot does more than a few things right. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> if you're talking specifically about gore. Yeah. Give me the gore. The gore was good. That's all I need. I need you pick picked off one by one. That's that's it. Yeah. Uh, should we do the four S's? Yes. Mm-hmm. Scare, shakes, and suggestions. The talking horns, four S's. <laughs> okay. The four S's are. Skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Skulls is how we rank human health. Uh, nope, human behavior and mental health. Uh, scares is uh, skulls. Scares is how scary it was. Shakes is how much you can shake it off. And suggestions will give some suggestions. So let's go with uh, let's go with Nikisha. What are you thinking for uh, like mental health, human behavior, skulls? <clears throat> Yeah, they all made dumb decisions, but I loved it. So I'll give it um, a three. (laughs) Jamie. Uh, A zero. (laughs) Okay. Everyone in this movie has no brain until I literally saw it pour out of their skulls. (laughs) But Mm, might as well have had no brain. Uh, I'll go with the the two. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Scares. How scary was this? It was more gory than scary, but there were, when I remember uh, first watching this, there were some jump scares in there, so I'll give it another three. Okay. Jamie? Uh, maybe like a two for like unexpected savage imagery. Mm. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and I mean, specifically like the violence and gore of it, not like it was just like, whoa, yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah, that. Yeah. Not the people. I want to clarify that. <laughs> uh, I'll go with the three. I gasped a couple of times. Gasp. Oh, yeah. I did. I did make a note that you were gasping to keep that in mind for your score. Yeah, I definitely uh, <laughs> I definitely gasped a couple times. I don't like some of the like the finger thing got me. Um, the eye, mm-hmm. there were a couple things in that definitely got me for sure. Or at least they were surprising. Also, the tree was spook, super spooky. Um, super spooky. Uh, uh, shakes. How much is it going to stick with you? One through ten. Uh, I'm going to give it a five, honestly, because it's just so fucking random that that's why I think about it a lot. Because I think it's just a fun time. Just a fun turn your brain off time. <laughs> All right. Jamie. I think I already forgot it. <laughs> I'll give it a one. Okay. Obsessed. Uh, I'll give it a four. Um, I love when Jamie hates stuff because I just love when you go on your rants. <laughs> Do you? Just for me. I appreciate it greatly. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a four. Uh, I, I liked this conversation okay. a lot. I, I liked Nikisha's <laughs> Nikisha's passion for this movie definitely elevated it in my mind no question and i also loved the first half of this movie like loved the first half of this movie mm. um very up my alley i thought it was doing some interesting things and then you know it, it was a cannibal trial um uh cool uh suggestions um i'll go first here 
Um, I think you should watch The Ritual, another Lost in the Woods bad decision movies mm. um, where they may have hap- they happened upon some culty things in the woods. And uh, I uh, that's what I'm going with, The Ritual. Uh, I'm going to say, excuse me, which we'll watch on the podcast, but the movie alone only because it is survival in the woods type. Okay. And cool. Yeah. Jamie? I am going with... Cabin Fever. Yes. Nice. Great. Which is different. Also, there is a scene that you don't have to see the whole movie. Uh, but if you look up Cabin Fever pancakes, it's one of the mm. best. It makes no sense. Honestly, again, you you can watch the whole movie and and it has nothing, it literally has nothing to do with anything. Um, <laughs> highly, highly recommend Cabin Fever pancakes. Um, Cabin Fever is all. It's fantastic. We'll be looking that up. Oh, show. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that uh, wraps up Wrong Turn. This, it, if anything, has been so fun for me to just listen <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on all the social media Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Talk Horror Pod, P O D. And Brian, where can they listen to us? You can listen to us wherever you get podcasts, places like Stitcher, or maybe try Spotify. How about Apple Podcasts? Mm. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank, and thank you. you. Oh, and there was a quote that. Brian or Jamie, you yelled out, and I said, "This should be that. That should be the end quote." And I should have said, "Oh, it then. I think I know what it is." Okay, go forth. I can smell your juices. Yes, <laughs> uh, gross. <laughs> so gross Repulsive. yet so beautiful. Thanks, guys. <laughs>